Welcome back to another episode of the Capes and Tights podcast right here on capesandtights.com. Adam Caesar returns to the podcast for Horror Week. Adam Caesar came on way back to talk about Dead Mall with his friend and a co-creator of that book and illustrator, David Stoll. This episode, Adam comes back on the podcast to talk Clown in the Cornfield and Clown in the Cornfield 2, Friendo Lives, as well as preview and talk about his new upcoming book, audio, original. You'll just have to pay listen to find out. So check out this episode with Adam Caesar. But before you do, make sure you head over to capesandtice.com slash horror for this week's content and so much more. I hate the word content, but there is a ton of content on there and ton of stuff on there, including many podcasts, countdown lists, interviews with creators, and so much more. Also, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as Blue Sky. And rate, review, subscribe, all those things over at Apple and Spotify and all major podcasting platforms. But for this episode right here on Horror Week, is Adam Caesar, author, Bram Stoker, award-winning author of things like Clown in the Cornfield, Clown in the Cornfield 2, Video Night, Dead Mall, and so much more. Enjoy, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I should say welcome back to the podcast, Adam Caesar. This is, you know, Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Things, right? Welcome back. This is like, this is your time of year, isn't it? <laughs> it, it? It is my time of year. And I like, I may not even have a, a voice by the end of this, this uh, podcast. Cause that's, that's how much of my time of year it is. I was just in, um, I was just in, I was, I, my first event of the year was a, was a, um, a signing at a roller rink. Um, very intimate affair. Not a ton of people came to that one. Um, and then I flew to, then I flew to Winnipeg, Canada. Um, which was brutal because it's there's nothing direct from Philadelphia, and it was just a like it was a full day of travel on either side, and I was there for one day, um, which was it was a great experience, um, but it was brutal. Uh, just the day after getting two days after getting back to that, I drove down to Baltimore, did um, fright reads, which is a great. Mm -hmm. um, it's like its third year. It's the first time I'd been. Great little kind of mini con in um, in Baltimore. I just sold. I sold out of books like gangbusters like there. And then um, this is my week off. Well, no, that's not true. Cause at the end of this week, I go to Colorado. I'm going to be a guest at the Telluride horror show, um, which is a film festival, but I have like writer duties. Cause they're like, yeah. flew me out. So I got to like read and like sign and stuff like that. But the rest of the time I'm going to be in those movie theaters. I'm not even going to see mountains. I'm not even going to know uh, that. And then I'm, and then I'm uh, with my family, I'm doing Hershey park at the end of it. So it's like, it's, <laughs> Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a lot of fun though. It, it, you know, it, if you're busy, it means that it's good for your career. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's, it, it is. And I like, um, I, I was, I was telling someone else about it and they were like, I, I felt like I might, maybe was starting to complain because he was, he was like, Hey man, like it's all, it's all additive. It's like, it's, it's like, it's good, good problem to have. And I'm like, I, I didn't, I don't, don't want to sound like I'm complaining. I'm just tired. Yes. <laughs> and you, you did a signing actually. We, uh, I did a collaboration with Daniel Krauss. Uh, I worked for a brewery during the day and, and I did a beer with Daniel Krauss. You were the beer guy? I yes. didn't even make this connection. I didn't yes. even make this connection. <laughs> so that's my day job as, uh, as the beer guy. And I actually think they have one in here. You have a whale fall beer there? Uh, where did I do with it? I thought I had one in here. I must not have listened to the oh, crowd yeah, yeah, yeah. show. Sorry, because because uh, I like would have known that if that, if I would have listened to the show. If you were watching, yeah. So this is the 
This is Whale Fall. This is the beer for uh, Daniel, with Daniel. So Daniel was an, a, I've been a guest twice on the podcast. Once to talk about Trojan, his comic book he did with AWA, and then the second time to talk about Whale Fall and the beer collaboration, yeah. so on and so forth. But you did a signing with Daniel in your area, so he did that. He, uh, Stephen Graham Jones has also been a guest on the podcast, which Daniel did a signing with him. You're in collecting them all. Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to figure this out. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, but that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I, Daniel's a great dude. He was up here, so we brought him up here. He was up in Bangor. I live in Bangor, Maine, yeah. and uh, he came up here to do a signing at two different spots and do a talk about the book and all that stuff too. Yeah. Uh, and so he got we drove by Stephen King's house. He, you know, nice, 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 nice. Um, but that's pretty cool. I mean, so it's cool. So we, uh, it's he's a, a great world, guy. Even uh, though it's it not was, a small world, it is. <laughs> I, exactly. It, no, but in, in horror and, and in like in the book world, it is, it's amazingly how small it is. Like I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Cause like with him, with that, with that event, I think um, uh, Doylestown books had put it together and they do, mm-hmm. uh, they do a lot of events and, um, Chuck Wending lives in this area, and he lives a lot closer to to uh, Doylestown Books. Who who you should have him on? He's great. Um, but um, they usually like have him when they need like authors in conversation. I feel like for horror guys, they go with him. But he was like having a book come out like two weeks later, so they're like, let's leave him alone and let's let's yeah. happen, Adam. So they they <laughs> they brought me in, and um, it's so fun because I think we have such different energies. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel is. Daniel's a very serious man. And I think, yes, I think people can, I think people can tell that from like the, who listen to the podcast with them, but he's like such a serious guy. And I'm like the mo- the least serious human being in the world. And I think he was like, you ever, you ever hear that? Um, you ever hear that like Tommy Lee Jones being interviewed about Jim Carrey on uh, yeah, Batman forever. Yes, yes. And he talks about like how he can't sanction his tomfoolery. Like I, 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 and after the end of that, like hour and a half, I truly felt like Daniel was like, was like i can't sanction adam's tomfoolery because it was like the it was like the end of the tour too it was like the second to last date where he'd like been traveling all over and the first they bring me back into the green room and i look at him and i'm like you look really tired it was like the first thing i said to him <laughs> it kind of like and he was just like he was just like all right so i just like i was just i i feel like i brought the energy if he was if he if he needed to rest um uh, but I I drove him to his I drove him to his hotel at the end of that so I, I he 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 still couldn't even escape. Uh, he was like, well, "Do I pay fifty is, bucks so for a lift or do I let Adam drive me?" And I was like, "Well, I picked him up at the airport and we went yeah, we went we to go. dinner and then we had the next day it was so Friday night and then all day Saturday he spent with me basically doing the he did two events up here for us uh, on one we we smushed him into one day so that we could get it all in and then Saturday night we had we were like done with the stuff and I'm like, "You should just go back to your hotel." Yeah. You've had enough of me. Just go back. There's a, there's a restaurant in your hotel. Just yeah. go eat that. And then his flight out was like at four thirty in the morning, and and I was like, I don't know what the Uber situation is at four thirty in the morning right now, post pandemic, all that stuff. I just we're not a very big community. Yeah. I said, but the the hotel might have a shuttle or whatever. But I'm also willing to come get you. My son's. I have a two year old. He's probably gonna be up by that time anyway, so it's not a big deal. And so he's like, no, I'm gonna try to figure out. He ended up getting an Uber, and yeah, just okay. like, he's like, nice thank guy. God, because I was like, I don't. Hey, you don't want to have to deal with me again because my energy is pretty there too. Yeah. And also, you, I don't want to have to get up at four thirty in the morning because I don't know what my energy would be like. It would be probably even more overwhelming at four thirty in the morning. Me, I'm, like, the same, I'm the same way. On caffeine I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, all right, I had a double shot. Let's go. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's go. but that's awesome. So, like, it's one of those cool things that, like, are you're a competitor in a sense with another horror author because you're trying to get oh, eyes really. on your books and yeah, stuff. But you're really, really not all. in the that's same the sense. That's, like, a, that's the it's interesting because I think there's I think there are I think there are people that have that um, mentality, mm-hmm. and I think it's interesting because I think I think 
<laughs> not to not to like shit on those guys, but I think they don't do as well because yeah. they don't because they don't collaborate and they don't talk with other authors and they don't kind of hype each other up. I think that's like I I do a little bit less of it now because um because I'm a dad, I'm a new dad, and like you find you find stuff you know falls through the cracks and like yeah. blurb requests and things like that. I I like I feel like I don't do as much as I used to do. But look at this beard. Like this is like this is a this is a five o'clock shadow plus. Like I've been meaning to shave this for like five days. Like you know what I mean? Like so yeah. But I do I do think I do I'm a firm believer in that like idea of like no, like especially if you like in the bookish community and, and people that you know, you're you're more of a comic guy. And yeah. I think it's I think the same is true for comics too, because comics people yeah. are 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 buyers. Like they go to the store and they'll they're willing to pick up something new. They're willing to pick up something if it just the cover looks cool. Or they heard a good thing about the creator, they'll they'll pick something up. And I think I think um, bookish people, especially within the day and age of TikTok, are like that. Where it's like you may not, <laughs> they may not read your book first, mm-hmm. like, and you may be competing for time and eyes, but you're not really competing for shelf space. I've found um, people will buy a book and then they'll read it three years later. I'm fine with that. Yes. You bought it. Like, yes. Yeah, I, I, I got paid. Like, uh, like that's the thing. Like, so I don't I don't think that's. I don't think it's a hundred percent true. And I think it's, especially because we all read each other's work and we're kind of mm-hmm. part of, you know, for, for lack of a better term, like a community or a, a, a you know, a, a, like a, you can think of it like a French parlor of like yeah. this parlor of ideas and things that's going on, especially we do the same podcast. We like talk to, we talk to each other. So like, I, I never, I never once saw myself as in competition with authors. That's it, like, really like I, 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 even if it's like, it's like a similarly themed book or something like that, yeah. I never I, I really don't like I, I I think there's I think there's authors there's other authors that it's easier to root for than not and usually it comes down to I like their work like mm-hmm. usually it comes down to like like you're talking about Dr. Jones like I, I'm his biggest cheerleader like and have been you know I have been way since before uh, Mongrels and way since before yeah. the first uh, big publisher book I'm like I'm like a, a SUGA super fan so like I i I do not I do not see a competition there at all. And and if it were a competition between me and him, I would get smoked. I would lose I was say, he'd, no offense at it, but he, he would win. <laughs> yeah, no. I would get smoked. You mentioned this whole collecting thing. I collect uh, the same mentality as I went to the uh, there's a Bull Moose music, which is a music slash book oh, I know store Bull here. Uh, <laughs> and they uh I bought um uh Final Girls support group from from Grady Hendrix. Yeah that it's like 17th on my list of need to read like it's like yeah, so far yeah, yeah. and then i also bought is, is fear the, don't yeah. fear the reaper from yeah. from from steven and so like those books i bought yesterday at the store but like they're way off like they're not even oh, yeah. and it's not like i needed to buy them because they were gonna like but they like, look nice I can and, get and it makes you gives you a little dopamine hit and you want it you like that's why i'm the same way that's how, that's how i am well i gotta go back because i didn't realize it and i didn't realize i didn't grab it was they actually had a used copy of a hard copy of of clown on the cornfield and I was like, oh, I have a paperback. I need that getting hard rare, copy because I, I got the, the hardcover of two. Oh, and I'm like, I got to the point where I'm like, I need them to match. I need them to be next to each oh, other. I, I, uh, the 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 paper the hardcover of three, I just saw them just two days ago. I saw the um, the full wraparound um, for the things. And that's, you're going to want the hardcover. I'm going to want it. I'm going to want it. They're going to they're gonna go, they're going to make a nice, I that was my one note on the design of it. Was like, there was a there was an element on the spine. And I was like, It'd make it nicer for people like me and like you if you did this to the spine. Yes. And, the, and mm-hmm. my editor was like, "Oh, I totally agree." So like that. So we'll see what the what that tweak ends up doing. But um, it's, it's yeah, I don't know. I told because I was talking to, to Daniel about it. I was like, 
I had a bunch of his books he was signing and I was like, it would piss me off because his uh, Teddy Bear Saga issue or volume one of that only came out in paperback. But volumes oh, two no. and three don't. Like, I think two doesn't even have a paperback and three, it's one of these weird things. So like I literally have volume one in paperback and volume two and three in hardcover. And I'm oh, just that like, would drive me nuts. It's so that annoying. would drive me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice. To, I mean, they, they all read the same. I also own them both an audio book too because I'm a big audio book person as well. The so, audio is great. Yeah, the audio. So Jesse Valensky's amazing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah she's, uh, I, I hope they, I, I don't actually know if she's coming back for three because we're so far from three now that I'm like yeah. still working on the manuscript. Yeah. But um, the the cover's done and the ad copy's done and it's going to go up for pre-order soon. It'll actually, by the time this is up, people should pre-order Clown of the Cornfield 3, Church of Friendo, even though they're not going to get it until next year. But they'll like you it. You order it now. <laughs> get it ahead of time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it shows the public. Like, I always say that. Like the One thing I will say about the book book market versus the the uh, comic book market is the fact that it's a little bit easier to get that that out there because it is social, more of an advanced thing. And the, pre-ordering comic books, there's still people, like even myself, I I don't know how the to industry do it. so hard. Yeah. Don't know how to do it. I it's don't so know hard. I, it's like bring your uh, diamond code and yes. like show this UPC and maybe your maybe your LCS has a computer system that can do it and maybe they don't. Maybe it's just a guy with like a little credit card machine and a scratch pad next to him, like which is mine. You know, like it, it's the, when when the when pu publishers are like push pre-orders for yeah. comics. I'm like get you get your shit in gear and, and yeah. I'll push pre-orders better. Cause like, it's and really us on this side, <laughs> yeah. if you want to review it, like us on this side, on the review side, if I want to review a comic book, a lot of times like the boom studios, for example, sends out the review copies the Friday before the Wednesday release. So how am I supposed to promote a book yeah, that comes tough. out? You, you, you've already pre-ordered your store. Like Dark my store is a small store. They were, yeah, yes. they were better with that. And IDW and boom, has a whole with folder. Boom, with the, yeah. the tie-in stuff. Yeah. I think they're like having to like cut down on spoilers and stuff like that. Cause I, when I did, when I was doing, yeah. I did a, um, a 40 issue or 40 page one shot um, for power Rangers. Power recently. Rangers yeah. And I think that was like, it became like, they kind of got like parceled up and became like news items because there yeah. were like things that I was doing with, there was a new uh, introduced a new Rangers team and stuff like that. So I think it's like, it makes sense that they have to be that way because like literally the second those PDFs went out, there were yeah. like three news articles about like spoiling, spoiling like the big splash page where you reveal yeah. what the team looks like. And I was like, all right, that's kind of, that yes. kind of sucks for the people that want to buy it. Like on Tuesday, they, you know, they're going to see nothing but the drink and Rangers like on their, on their, uh, on their Twitter. But I understand why, you know, but, th but there's also times that aren't even done yet. Like it's the fun, the crazy part. Oh about yeah. That's what, yeah. I'll get, <laughs> like, like, I'll, I, I, I talked to Matt, letters, yeah. I met Kent uh, on the podcast about his new book, Subgenre, And literally Caitlin from dark horse is sending me like the artist proof of the thing, because it's not even ready to like, cause we were so advanced of the, of the book coming out, but the pre-orders were like the following Monday. And I'm just like, how is anyone supposed to be interested in pre-ordering this by the synopsis, by the solicitation, whether or not you want to buy something? I guess so. Yeah. At a certain point, like at a certain point, there's like creative themes on books that are going to sell books because it's, it's, hey, it's, it's Matt cool Kidd. It you're probably yeah. going to, you're probably going to like his books. Um, yeah, yeah I, it's, I understand. It's such a different market, but I like the idea that you can, in pre-ordering, it gives the, your publisher a know an idea of what what they need to print and yeah. and where it's going to go and and so on and so forth. And in maybe theory. it needs more marketing. Yes, in <laughs> theory, they also right. could just ignore those numbers completely and then get like, like, oh, this book's a huge hit, and it's like, guys. 
they, you had you had sold out that print run on pre-orders just on yes. Amazon. Like, why didn't yes. you look at those numbers? Yes, yes. <laughs> Daniel and I had long a lot of yeah. conversations yeah. off air yeah. about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Daniel's a little bit more circumspect than I am, but I'll call him out. Oh. Like, no, no, sometimes no, 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 I don't fine. listen to those numbers because I was just like, I was, I, yeah, he would have been a probably. I would I would not have been surprised if Whalefall made the New York Times bestselling list authors. Oh, but there yeah, people couldn't I mean, get it. Yeah, no, the it book was, was like it was sold a, out at local local shops, except for the ones that were on his tour. It was such a bummer, and it was not to like not to like not to say like what what it could have you know yes, happened yes, with yeah, the yeah, with yeah. the yeah. thing. But I like I I agree with you, but I like I don't want him hearing this and getting bummed out. But yeah. I, I think he knows too because I yes. was with him. I was with him, you know, on the. I guess it was like a week into his tour, so it was kind of yeah. basically like the last week where you were could have sold something and it counted in those final numbers. And it was just they just didn't. They were mm-hmm. you know the 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 Doylestown Bookshop luckily had copies so he had copies to sell and sign but you just you know the barnes and noble was getting like one or two copies and they mm-hmm. were and then they were gone and then you couldn't you couldn't get them and it was like guys you could have you could have guessed that with your you know with your promotional might and stuff like that yeah. mtv books like that that it would have done well but i think to the publishers i think in a certain extent they're so mm. they're so conservative in a way of like of like we don't want to we don't want a single book going out, coming back remaindered. Like, oh, and it's yeah. like an unknown quantity. Even though he's had like twenty books, he's been on the New York Times bestseller list before. Yeah. It's so depressing to me that Daniel Krauss, who's this like, like I I look up to as like this guy's so much further along in his publishing journey than me. This guy's done so much better than than me. He's had books that done so much better than me. And then you go you go to a, a signing with him, and it's like, well, Simon and Schuster couldn't figure out. You're not a known enough quality for them to print enough books and it's like it gets it i understand i'm a little sympathetic to the publisher side because like oh supply chain still messed up from covid like yes. there's no no one can get paper no one can get glue like no one can like make like get the physical elements to make books so they're like their margins are super tiny and they're like portioning it out but it's like you could have done a little bit better job mm-hmm. guessing that um because it helps them like if, if that yep. thing hits the new york times bestseller list it helps them because they get to put it on all the future editions it ran through like five editions the week it was out. It's like, come on, <laughs> that's guys. Like, that's you, a whole other thing that I don't understand. The I mean, same thing in the comic book market. Like, just print it's more, a... man. Like you should have printed more. Like it's it, it's it, this. You're it, we're either super boring your uh, your listeners, yeah, or they're, your yeah. listeners in the publishing industry are like putting me on some kind of list somewhere. Yeah. Well, like, no, no, I, this guy. <laughs> an episode earlier this week on this horror week uh, thing we're doing. Uh, Joseph Schmalky, who's a friend of mine, who's a comic book writer and, and artist, uh, his book Seven Years in Darkness at CEX Publishing went into second printing and before like the second printing even really like was even like fully finished orders they were in the third print. I mean, why was yeah, the second I, printing I don't so understand small that exactly yeah <laughs> like, it's like you guys could have guessed that sometimes i think it's a little bit of hoopla or it's like oh we get marketing. to say it's in the fifth mm-hmm. printing but sometimes it's also like someone somewhere just is not doing the excel no. spreadsheet right and is not reading no. it right um that's that's what i think um so yeah. so on a more upbeat note and stuff like that but you obviously had corner corner of the cornfield came out um and then you had corner of the cornfield 2 uh corner of the cornfield 2 friend of lives just hit paper just hit paperback um, yeah this is beautiful paperback. paper edition very and affordable then, yes it is and actually amazon i was like yeah they knocked uh they knocked a couple bucks off because they made it like the original price they're the yeah the price of the first edition of the first one in paperback was 11 dollars, and then paper became more expensive and now it's this one's marked as fifteen ninety nine, the mm-hmm. MSMRT, which is like crazy for a paperback. Cause like two bucks more, you can get the hardcover. 
but it's, everywhere yeah. all the retailers have for, have it on sale anyway so so that, yeah it's and it's great so i, I love uh, you know it's funny about something like this like with you with with i fell in love with clown in the cornfield uh you know just be like honestly just before you came on the podcast last time and then i i, do, I read it again and then read two and and so on so like i just mentioned i wanted to write a hardcover and things like that uh, but every time I go into a store that sells books now, I'm always like, do they, do they have your book? Like I'm always <laughs> like, I'm not going to buy it. I already have it, but I want to see if they have it. Cause I want to see. No, I, I, I do the same thing. I wrote them. I don't need them. <laughs> and, uh, and it's just cool to see that the, the spine, to see the client of the cornfield, uh, name out there and, and read it. And I'm, I'm telling people I want to read it. And, uh, let me actually look while we're on this. I'll look it up in a second, but, um, the third one's coming out, like you mentioned, but third what, let's back year. up for a second here quickly, a little, synopsis on how you what's your horror like origin story like how did you get into horror as the first um, it's like as best as you can without spending three origin, hours on origin it. story is like my origin story in a way okay. I, I like i it's it goes back so far and i think a lot of horror fans and a lot of horror writers if you talk to them they have similar things but mine is specifically movies like i'm mm-hmm. uh you know i'm a movie guy as you can tell by the shells behind me um <laughs> I, i'm i'm a very very big reader um, but I'm, I'm like a cinephile first and foremost. And I think as a kid, uh, I would go with my mother to Pathmark, Pathmark, which is a supermarket chain in the East coast. Um, and they had, uh, they had a little video rentals section in that, in that Pathmark. And I, from like, like one of my earliest memories is seeing the horror section is seeing like the covers to horror movies and having them like scare me. Like they're like, they're being so kind of forbidden. That I like didn't want to look at them, but I was always kind of so compelled by them. Um, so grew up in a household where reading and uh, movies were like very prized. My dad's a huge movie fan. He's also a big reader, big, very big Stephen King reader. So I grew up with like nice Stephen King hardcovers uh, on the shelf, kind of looking at him, always knowing that name. Um, and then always like grade school and stuff like that. He was the kind of dad that was like, it's first grade. Who cares? I'm going to take him out. Uh, and I take him out and we'll go to the movies today. Um, so like he would just take me to the movies um, and he's just a huge movie fan. But oddly enough, the, the, the one genre of movies he's not that big a fan of are horror movies. Yes. That kind of became like my thing. It's like, it's yeah. like you want to be like your dad, but you don't want to be exactly like your dad kind of thing is and that's, I would say that's my origin story in a way, which it's clearly it's gotten carried away. Um, but <laughs> so like, I just love our cinema. I love talking about it. It's what I studied in college. Um, it's what I wrote papers on. Like I, I, my work, it's interesting because the Clown of the Cornfield books are my kind of only novels, or the or the novels that are least textually about horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like the characters, it was very purposeful on my on my part. Like the characters don't talk about like horror movies. Aren't like Quinn, the main character, couldn't care less. Like couldn't tell yeah. you your you know your your exorcist from your exorcism of emmy rose like she she couldn't you know like like it's deliberate on my part mm-hmm. um and i think it's because i'd written 10 books where it was about horror movies in a very uh in your face kind of way and then in, in with the clown of the cornfield books because they're meant for young readers i didn't want to alienate um any teenagers that don't have that base in horror like i do like and like we do it's the idea that this is I was writing them in a certain way to be gateway horror um, mm. for both teens and adults that aren't big horror people. I, 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 I see it as like a little bit of like proselytizing um, speaking of church of friend, uh, like uh, this idea of like, I love horror so much that I want other people to be a part of it. And if, whether it's your hundredth horror book or your first horror book, 
I, I, I want you to have a good time. Um, so that's what these books kind of are in a mm. way. And I hear that all the time too. I hear it from, I hear from teachers. I hear from librarians. I hear from parents that like, Oh, my kid, my kid either wasn't a big reader at all or ne like never showed an interest in heart. Cause they're like a lot of the times, like parents, uh, are hard people and they'll be like, Oh, if you're, kids showing a little bit of interest you'll be like this perfect kind of the cornfield yeah and they'll they'll tell me like that like it hooked them or like now they've read you know 10 you know or they've graduated to barker and king and uh mm -hmm. and rice and rachel harris and Stephen graham jones and daniel krauss like 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 that to me is such a is the nicest thing i can hear and that's so charting that origin story to like other kids origin stories is, is like bringing it kind of full circle is mm -hmm. it's it's what interests me about writing kind of in the first place um in, in all your books previous i mean is this was this written in your mind originally as a trilogy or was this like con the cornfield did so well that you did two and three it, the this is a funny story so there's two parts to that thing um it's not a trilogy i would like to do four i would like okay, to so... i would like to do four a quadrilogy um and then maybe maybe take a break from it after four so i have i have in my mind i have at least up to four kind of planned um but the first one came out all I guess 2020 the pandemic stores were closed everything was closed mm -hmm. um and i'd written it kind of thinking this is cool that i'm getting a, to put a book out with harper teen yes. harper collins big publisher gonna be a hardcover original i was like it's cool i'm getting to do that but after 12 13 years of being in the small press being in indie press kind of just being like and i'd already had a book i had a book with Mer called mercy house that um that penguin random house put out they just put it out as an ebook and it's kind of like it's that one thing on my bibliography like no one's read because it's just an ebook and they did nothing kind of to promote it um so i kind of had been burned a little bit by that experience not that i think that book's great actually and i think um every day i kind of think about like wouldn't it be cool if that came out in paperback and we could relaunch that but i kind of my my uh interactions with new york publishing at that point had been a little uh i don't know so i was like it was like your dreams coming true but like I was a healthy dose of cynicism. So I, when I wrote the first one, I was kind of like, all right, they're letting me do all this stuff. Uh, they're putting, let me put all this violence and language and, and R rated stuff in a, in a, in a teen book. I'm getting away with murder here. This is going to be probably it. Like I'm probably just mm -hmm. going to get to do this. Um, so I wrote it as I wrote it as a standalone, but because it's a slasher and because there's certain things that you do in a slasher and there's, there's an epilogue that like leaves something open as like, as a character survives that you thought was dead. Um, I wrote that just because it's what you do, what you do in a slasher. And the funniest thing, and don't read your Goodreads reviews if you're a reader or, or if you're a writer and you're, <laughs> but like I was starting to like, when the, when the arcs were going out, I started reading Goodreads reviews and you know, not like eight out of 10 of them, nine out of 10 of them were good reviews. And even some of the good reviews, some some people were saying picking on this and they were like i wish it didn't have that epilogue because that epilogue just is like such a cash grab for a sequel what a like it's yeah. not even not even a real book not even a real ending like i got like a few of those and in my mind i was like i didn't even track that like that's just the way these stories end like that's like to me i'm like that's not a setup for a sequel i had no idea i was gonna write a sequel like well it's part of the fear it's part of the idea that you yeah. like the, the, the scary one of the scary things about this like as being a horror book a horror book is that someone sort of like potentially survives the hand coming out of the grave and yes. carry it's like it's exactly like, this is the this is the classic stinger yeah. at the end like it was just it was such a funny thing to me that like because it, it did affect me a little bit where i was I, I try not to be affected by reviews but i was like it when you when someone 
misinterpret something you thought you were doing, you just get like a little defensive. I'm like, wait a second. I, uh, I, you know, <laughs> and now, now it's funny because I'm being like, I want to write four, like, four. you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, and again, the process of writing too, is very like, I was a little worried because I think mm-hmm. when you, when you do any sequel, there's a lot of work. I'd never done a sequel before. My first book, Video Night, people had asked all the time. Like, when is there going to be a video night, too? Because it ends, again, it ends on a little open-ended note, uh, video night. So people were always thinking I was going to write a sequel to video night, even though I had no intention to. Um, and then with Clown 2, I was like, okay, this is, I'm a little worried that it's not going to be as good. But what I found is that I like it better. I think it's a better book. I, I, I And I think 3 is better than 2. And I, like So I, I, what I found is it's actually helpful to me to have this almost like these like obstructions like this like you can't do that because you did it in two or you did it in two you can't do that because you did it in one and like the the being very cognizant of not repeating myself whereas in a standalone novel i'm okay like Mm -hmm. dipping back into wells and doing scares and doing things because i'm getting reflexive with it and be like oh well this can comment on this part that happened in this other book like in in the clown books i want none of that i'm like no all fresh all new the people love these books so i want them to have the best possible time mm-hmm. um so i like i actually find it helps me writing and it helps me make the books better because i can't do certain things again yeah um which i, I like um and it's fun for me as a writer it, it's it's funny how you mentioned it better I, if i were to put like stars on it so clown in the cornfield right now is right now in the time in my life it's one of my favorite horror books that's out there and this is not just because you're on there and this is that it's one of the reasons i wanted to talk to you again it actually is not the you know and if i were to put like a number on like if if clown in the cornfield was 10 out of 10 clown in the cornfield 2 is like a 9.75 out of 10 only because you always love the original what caught you hooked under the series more if that makes any sense i'm not not dictating anyone's opinion i i i appreciate that and a lot of people don't don't agree with me but i i to me there's things in that book that like I just love so much that I'm like, yeah. that's, that's to me, that's top tier. Um, and some of the, I feel like the writing's a little better, but I, I, I just, I, I appreciate that. And I'm, and, and I'm, I'm happy with a 9.75. Like yes. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll get, you know, as long as they're in the, as long as they're in the positive camp, I want to keep yes. doing them. It's like, it, like when some, when one comes out and people are like, well, that was the stinker of the bunch. Yeah. I would be a little sad. Um, well, you can come back and say it was on purpose. That it, might was a, it was a joke. <laughs> yeah, no, that exactly. That might happen with three because I because yeah. three I I the way I pitched it to the publisher is I was like, I was like, about about like thirty percent of like the people that like the other two books are gonna yeah. furious. They're gonna hate me. <laughs> like like yeah. Like, well, hopefully, they replace it with thirty percent new cut. New, new, uh, like yeah. what's wrong? Well, like don't do that. And then I was like, no, no, no. But the people that like it. Yeah. I'm gonna like it way more. Like, like, like that. I pitched it that way because I my my pitch was basically like, uh, Halloween three, season of the witch, and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street two, like Freddy's dead or not Freddy's dead. Um, um, oh my god, I'm gonna lose my horror yeah. card. Oh my god, cut this out. <laughs> Me not remembering Nightmare on Elm Street two. Um, uh, is it cursive? What is it? Jesus Christ! Oh my god, Mike Patton's in it. It's it's the oh my god. Is it? I don't. Uh, is it? Oh, that's not. It's the 2010 one. I was trying to look it up. Um, I don't know. I don't know the the, the subtitle. Oh, here you go. Uh, no. Oh, Freddy's Revenge. Freddy's Revenge. Freddy's okay. Revenge. There you go. Uh, so, I um, so like uh, those movies when they came out, mm-hmm. so 
turn fans off because they're such a departure from yeah. what preceded them. Um, and and I wanted to do that in such a way that it wouldn't uh, alienate people too hard because they mm-hmm. they like were a little aware I was doing it. So it's like that that's that that's where this fits in that slasher entry of like it's gonna do a little bit of that and then it's stick with it because it's gonna do some things that you're very happy with too. That's um, but it feels weird to talk about a, a book that's not coming out until next August. Yeah. So, so it's, it's <laughs> I know it's funny too is I've, I tend to talk to people about, about things and I'm always like, so what's next after this? And we're promoting the book that they're on right then. I'm like, they're like, this book hasn't even hit the shelves yet. And I'm like, I know, yeah. but you always think about the future. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so you gotta plan ahead. It's, it's a book market. You gotta get people to pre-order it. Exactly. But uh, yeah, the the uh, funny thing is, is this a this episode will drop later on this afternoon when after this episode drops in the morning on our website where I'm tying down my my top horror novels that I'm into right now and past look towards the top. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to give out the, the oh, list, but the, you know, it also includes books like Stephen Graham Jones and Daniel Krauss awesome. and Stephen King. So those are some lists to be on. Yeah. Uh, Stephen King's my neighbor. So, you know, I got to put him on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> not like You got to make sure he takes out the recycling. Like, yeah, yes. yeah. I drive by his house every time I go to the comic book store. If that makes oh, any sense, dope. or oh, one of his cool. houses, he's never that's there. Cool. But like, let's be honest, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be either. I'd be yeah. I'd have my it's turning into a writer's house. retreat. Maybe one of these days, the uh, the next big novel from you will be written there. Who knows? Oh, I, right? I would love that. I would love that. I want the ghost of King. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> infusing my writing. Bad, it's not so great. People are like, "Oh, that's that." You got the ghost from one of his bad books. That's right. Yeah, I get the Langoliers. No, I love the Langoliers. <laughs> no steven don't please don't please don't talk to me like this no. uh but yeah so you have the third one coming up which is awesome i do think that there is something to say uh we talked about the collaboration aspect of it and so on and so forth like if i'm looking for more books like this like i was like oh i'm looking for more books like this maybe some people that that you know adam knows or likes or whatever might have these things yeah. but also i'm a big person of like i want this to go on forever you could write 10 con cornfield books because i want more story of the yeah. same world and that i mean yeah. comic book fans people who listen to this podcast are big marvel fans or dc fans they've been telling same stories in the same universes for years and years and years and so to me in in horror genre is that one of those ones you could go con the yeah. cornfield 10 and, yeah and, and like and i said i have it, but... plans up to four but I, I i i could see myself doing it until i'm like put in the ground because i i really do think there's something about the slasher that lends itself to that and because in two, we open up the world in a different way. And in three, we make it really weird. So like, there's things you can do to, to extend that lifespan and extend not only my interest, but everyone else's interest in it. So I, I, I never say never, but at least my goal is at least four. Um, people, because people, I, I'm already trying to get ahead of the curve because I know people yeah. are going to talk trilogy. And I'm like, not nah, trilogy yet. Don't stop. stop. Don't, S- yeah, don't stop it there. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the cool thing is too, when I, when I first started reading uh, number two, a friend who lives, I was like, how? Or, or, or at the end of number one, I'm like, you could have just stopped it. Like you said, this is this could have been great and this could have been an amazing novel. You could have been selling this and pitching this for years. Or it would have been fine. I love that number two, but when number two, when I started number two, I'm like, how is he going to do it? Like, like, you know, with number one being so what it is, I couldn't, I was like, how is he going to do it? And then I like, you know, a couple chapters and you're like, ah, okay, now exactly. I get this. And then I was on, I was like, hooked and I was on the ride and so on and so forth. And you create some, you know, relatable and and, and, and awesome characters. Uh, there's just so much things. And there, I have a friend. So I, I, before I started doing creative directing job for my brewery and doing the design stuff, I was a manager of the restaurant and I had regular customers that used to come in and so on and so forth. And one of the regular customers, uh, uh, Scott and Dina, they have a daughter named Claire and she was like my surrogate daughter 
of sorts because of the fact that she's I, she was into comics she was in in stuff like this and so every once in a while i'd get something i'd be like oh you know so so when i go back and buy that hardcover i mentioned it that bomo's i'm probably going to be gifting this pass it to over claire, to, over to claire to because claire claire, claire will probably really enjoy it um i i, I her birthday is actually coming up here pretty soon so maybe oh, there's perfect. this you know maybe there's a little that's little, perfect little i love it. it but I, it's one of the again i do think that one of the things i always talk to people about who write young adult uh stuff or stuff that's more gear is the fact that just because it's young adult does not mean it's for just young adults. It means no, it's for young adults and up. It means yeah. that young adult people can read it, but yeah. it doesn't mean it's only for them. And I do believe in this. This is one of those ones that yeah. if you want a great classic horror slasher story yeah. with some twists and some things in it, this is where you want to go. And I, I do appreciate they're meant to it. be consumed that way. I think yes. they're 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 very much. I'm telling myself as a 35 year old horror fan stories. And I think I want those to be applicable to teens. Yes. And that's the goal. But I think there's, you can't get away from the fact that it's a 35 year old horror fan is writing them. So I think that, you know, like it's going to be, I think like actually a majority of my readers are adults, Um, which is, which is great, which is cool, but they're not the target audience, which I'm like, it's like, it's one of those things where like, I I broke no complaints from them. I'll broke complaints from, from teens because i was like if, if a teen didn't like it i was like ah that's a bummer you were supposed to like it <laughs> if an well, adult didn't like it i was like yes. hey it's not for you <laughs> it's not for you yeah it's fine yeah, so on and so forth but i, I understand and i can i can see that and i, I do see yeah. like i said though this is one of those ones that like horror isn't for everybody and so like you know there are people out there who who really like the style of movie uh terrifier and that yeah. style of movie um but that's not for everybody for sure it's made yeah. for a specific demographic a specific group of people who like yeah. that style of movie whereas i feel like this fits in that genre that, that people might like that might also like this and so on and so forth so exactly. I think it's, have like a, a it's like an overlapping it's like a venn, yes. venn diagram of like not everyone that likes terrifier will like this but some of them will mm-hmm. um you know and i'm then, one of them because like, i do yeah, like terrifier yeah, exactly. pretty well yeah, yeah, this is exactly- yeah. <laughs> i really like the second one I, I i i'm hot and cold on the first one but i really really like the second is one. that is that your same thing here you got a friend who lives is actually more it's weird no it's, it's just it's it's odd because i think there's no, like little things that happen in two that i think like two is a little bit more have your cake and eat it because like yes. one is so grim and the way that it like the way that it deals with certain characters is so feels like a little like to me like overly mean mm-hmm. and not in like a not in like a, almost like the, the story's not driving it like it's like almost like the, yeah. the filmmakers are driving it to be like this is this is the meanest thing i could do yeah in two there's a the, there's a, the, a balance is kind of is found that's a little bit more palatable to me yeah it, like w- with while still having like the most messed up oh hell yeah Nice. <laughs> we did a beer oh called Terr- Terrorif IPA. Oh man, that's so uh, with, uh, cool. Yeah, so we did that. I'm gonna get some of these beers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so also like uh, we're pre-recording this to come out in you know on November second. But this uh, we're actually hanging out again this weekend, coming up weekend the thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth with Damian Leone and David Howard Thornton awesome. because they're that's coming awesome. up to our our convention here in Bangor area uh, to to hang out too. But we did that for the convention they came to last year. And so this year we're they just get a lot of people. Them. They get a lot of people in cons. Yep. The 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 um they do the monster mania here at Oaks. Yeah, and it was I was very happy they were there because I was I'm like selling a clown horror book, yes. and they're there cool. and everyone's there in like full art the clown makeup. I think it I'm should like, kill it yeah. here too because I mean I, I didn't. <laughs> I think I wrote my first review. I number one was the idea that I should love it too because being from Bangor, Maine, and living in a town where it is such a big thing that this is a clown 
horror story in the in this you could say in the same vein as someone like Pennywise, but it's not the same. It's a completely yeah, different yeah. story. It's a kind of clown in a different way, but like clowns are scary to a lot of people. So it's easy for you to write. Not easy, I would say easy exactly. as it's easy to write because obviously it wasn't easy to write the book. It's just it's, it's just there's room and that's yes. like when i first started it was like these things were looming very large in my mind and wanting to compliment them and not do the same thing and it's mm -hmm. i think because it's a slasher it's it's funny because it's closer to art but it was i think i saw i think i saw terrifier either towards the end of the of of writing one yeah. so it was like it wasn't much of an influence other than the yeah. fact that like it was definitely an influence on two because it was around and 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 i yes. was co cognizant of it and not wanting to be it and i think it's very easy i mean art and friendo are very different characters you know uh and i think uh, yeah i i like i like being in the melange of clown horror uh as it as it is um and it's it is like you said it's a shorthand to get people interested it's like well if you like those things you, you might like this because it's different but you know it has it fits perfectly too because another yeah. episode this week is my comic book store owner and myself are reviewing killer clowns from out of space for horror week Love too so we're just like on the whole clowns uh clowns uh you know theme right here um but yeah so you've done this you've done video night you did dead mall which if uh, we won't touch much on dead mall just because the fact that you can listen to our previous episode adam and david stole we didn't dead get to mall hold this is, up last time no trade, yeah, the trade paperback is now out with a nice little spot gloss on there the yeah, best thing a, is yeah. is that now because the trade's out you can go pick up your clown in the cornfield one and two and dead mall at your local bookstore because yep. they can carry both of them. Barnes and Noble have it for yep. you. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's great. You can grab both at the same time. And actually I mentioned, I put a little note here on my thing is that if you're in the Pennsylvania in your area, it's a possibility you go in these places. They might be signed because I've definitely seen some, uh, some footage of you out on the, if you're uh, in the Philly area, yeah. a good chance that I, I like drive to every Barnes and Noble and sign them. Um, just as like a something fun to do. And it, and it helps me sell them too. So, yes. um, yeah, if you're, if you're in the Philly area, uh, we also get them online too. Yeah. You get them and you get them signed online too. You can, yeah, uh, a local bookstore here ships them out. But, um, yeah, so we're, we're talking about books, 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 physical books and all these different things. But you're probably listening to this in your ears. We got a very special announcement: a book that just came out today. That I'm I'm hijacking Justin's podcast to talk about because he hasn't gotten to listen to it yet. Oh, but, I'll be back. See you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. <laughs> <laughs> But I do want to mention: I would we would be remiss if we didn't mention that I I have a new surprise book that just came out. If you're listening to this on November second, the day you're listening to it, um, it's called Influencer. It is um, an Audible original. So you gotta, I think you gotta have Audible to get it. This mm -hmm. is this is funny. They should they should have Amazon should have like walked me through the prompt about what I'm supposed to say. But uh, yeah, so it's um, new original novel, um, full length novel, not like a novel or novella or short story or anything like that. It's um, it's uh, I pitched it as YA American Psycho meets YA Silence of the Lambs, which means that there are two um, dueling POVs. Um, the uh, male POV of our um, bad guy is Christopher Briney from The Summer I Got Pretty, uh, Summer I Turned Pretty. Uh, and the, uh, the female POV is Isabella Merced, um, who's been in a million movies. Um, she's Hawk Girl coming up in the DC mm -hmm. universe. Um, so they, they do a tremendous job reading this book, and it is scary as hell. So you're probably on a little bit of a Halloween hangover. Um, and you're probably like, what, what could Amer YA American Psycho even sound like? Because that sounds like almost like a misnomer of like, you can't mm -hmm. do that. We can and we will. We, and we did. <laughs> We're so going to go there. Yeah, so please go listen to Influencer. 
um, every warning in the book, every kind of um, content trigger uh, in the book, um, if you're not, uh, um, we're talking about Terrifier and stuff like that, but yeah. if you're not, if you're not willing to hang with that kind of stuff, may not be the book for you, um, but I'm immensely proud of it. I think it's, um, yeah, I think it's my best book so far. Um, and uh, I, I'd like you to go listen to it, but that's so that's that. I, I, that's my pitch on yep. that. And I and I feel bad that I wasn't able to get you a copy so you could have listened to it um, before we recorded. Um, but right. yeah, I mean, I'm always willing to listen to that. No, but the, so the funny thing is, is I do intake a lot of audible audiobooks. Uh, there was some uh, really good ones. Uh, James Patterson just had one the original with um, what's his name from um, from uh, Breaking Bad, Aaron Paul. Uh, yeah, was on yep. it too. It was a lot of those things are cool. I like a traditional audiobook. But I also like one that has more back to forth voices and yeah, more production yeah. value to it, and so on and so forth. Uh, my buddy um, just put out um, the um, one of our guests now. I'm not even thinking of Mud Seventy Nine. Um, well, he's gonna kill me now because not saying who it's by. But uh, oh, fearless Fred, Fred Kennedy, who wrote Dead Romans over there at Image. Um, he just put out a uh, audio drama of swords called yeah. mud 79 which is his own fan star wars story so those are cool too with the sound effects but there's a mixture of everything and i think that's one of those things yeah. that for me personally on the audiobook side or the audio original audible original is i drive 20 minutes to my office and 20 minutes home and that's useless time in my opinion because there's nothing to do i'm the same way and so like to me ton. i'm like yeah. can i put can i jam this in to kind of jam more stuff into my day and intake more stuff. And that's where I, I'm, I'm halfway through the audible book for Salem's lot, never actually read the book before. And this is amazing. I'm so, I can't like, I'm going to bed at oh, night with my yeah. AirPods in trying to listen to it. My wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm listening to yeah, my audio book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so this, it's cool in that sense. So there's a mixture and there's a great, there's some people out there just won't pick up an actual physical novel. So having this to be an audible and having the, as much as people hate to say, it, but having the backing of someone like Amazon, put this out like no this they've been so good to me and it was like it was more of a conversation because it's like we sold it and like amazon bought the book but they had like they were like well we want to do it as an audible original and i kind of was like i had to come in with a, basically I had to go into a meeting with them um uh my editor over there is, yeah. she's wonderful and it was like it, i i not that i had to be sold on it um because it, you know it was very yes. it was like very on a very nice deal and like very like oh you definitely want to do it but i was just kind of in my mind was like well kind of what you were saying like are there some of these they release as podcasts you know some of these like they yeah. they almost they do like different formats for and i kind of really wanted to impress upon like have that meeting where i'm like i want this to be a book like i talked about it i said my new novel i didn't say my new you know audio book or audio play like i really wanted to be like i I feel uncomfortable because, you know, this is an audible exclusive, but only for a certain window. So we mm -hmm. are going to eventually do a uh, paperback because I don't want people missing out. Cause I know that it's going to be the first thing that people ask when I tweet it out yes. and it comes out, it's not going to be like, cool, congratulations. It's going to be like, when, it, when can I get the paperback? Which I, I completely understand. Uh, so I going into this deal was very much like, I don't, I, I love audio dramas. I love like, especially as a horror fan, like that kind of storytelling is very, Mm -hmm. evocative and very works very well for the horror genre but i wanted to be like i, I wanted their assurance this is a book first and foremost mm -hmm. and they, they they did but they did little things where it's like the fact that they were able to cast two narrators yes and that that you can you know have this a kind of element of performance to it that it's built to have like i wrote yeah. the book for that for chris briney and isabel merced to read yeah. back and forth to each other and it has that it has a really nice it has a little bit of music strung between the the chapters there's a couple 
in key moments there's a couple sound effects it's not like a full audio production because it's yeah. not different voice actors and stuff like that but it does have you know for a gunshot or for a car crash or for yeah. a, a school bell because you're in high school like having that ability to layer those in is nice um and does add to your kind of immersion i think in a certain way um so that's that's what this book is and i like i, I wanted to like i said i wanted to leave with the idea that this is a book um and it's but it's a damn damn good audiobook <laughs> i'll say well it's it's it's, yeah. it's even the simplest fact of when you have someone reading an audiobook they're reading their have knowledge that you don't have technically when they're going to read it in the microphone yes. to record it in the sense of inflection or loudness or things. So there's yeah. certain things where someone's like, and he yelled across the room that a lot of audiobooks that are reading it, they're reading it in that way they're yelling. So they yeah. already have read the fact that, you know, maybe what's where they are. And so that's another thing. And like Salem's Lot, for example, like, oh, and he whispered and they whisper yeah. on the actual podcast. It's an audiobook. That's the things that I like about that. Whereas when I go to read a book, I'm pretty much reading it monotoned in my head. And just yeah, getting the knowledge in there, you know, it's your inflection. It's like, and you're, it's yeah. almost your performance when you're reading yes. a book. And it, there's something I like about that, and there's something yes. that I prefer about that. And then there's something I like about because a bad audiobook or a bad audio performance can yes. really can hurt things, and it can be like it can it can turn me off of a book. Um, yes. But I, luckily, I haven't had that experience, and luckily, this again, it's like it's like that, it's it's a it's something that can spice something up. It's something that it's yeah. something that can be additive. And I feel like both of these, because they're such pros and because they're such, you know, yeah. like great actors they're It's like, a, it's like another collaborator. It's like, I have three collaborators on this book where it's like, I have, you know, normally it's yeah. just the, you it's, and it's the writer and the editor, you know, and, and that's the collaboration. Um, but here it's the, me, the editor, the two readers, like, yes. cause it really yes. does feel like their, their performance is, you know, part and parcel of the book. Um, and when we were casting them, it was like, oh, well, Chris Bridey. Yeah. Chris Bridey is like, that's this guy. Like, that's yeah. perfect. Like, he, like he, in my mind, I could see him, you know, cutting people up. I was like, this is, this is the guy. Like, um, yes. So, so, it, so it, it works. Yeah. And there's another thing you can intake. Like a lot of us are trying to get as much content as possible because of, of our love for whether it be horror or some sort of author or creator or yeah. something like that. And it's like, I could then go ahead and read Video Night, for an example, in a physical a paperback. But while I'm driving to work, I'm going to listen to hey, switch off. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I want to watch a movie one of my wife, and I'm going to watch a TV show. So there's another thing. It's not it's a novel, but it's another way to take a novel in. So it's like even if you're like, oh my god, I've read six novels in a row. I need something different. And this would be that spicing it up and changing it up a little bit. There's not yeah. one pause. There's not like one's better than the other. I just think it's nice. And a lot of times, honestly, what I've done, and this is something that when someone gets the when the paperback eventually does come out, is I've actually sat down and listened to an audiobook in my headphones and read along with the book. And so like just my following wife does along. That all the time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was nice a, that, that was that. another concern for me of like I want to be able to have that. So I'm glad yes. we're going to get to have that. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And, and Amazon's doing some great things. So uh, recently, this month, uh, the creature feature stuff they did. Uh, there's like five yeah, there's or six short stories, stories yeah. Uh, yeah. by some like heavy hitters. And technically, I mean, it, 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 there's some like when I saw the who was like listed on that thing, I was like, holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> that's no, a pretty it, good lineup of authors right there. <laughs> they know what they're doing, and they know yeah. what they know what readers are interested in because they have. Yeah. That's the thing; they have all the data. They have like yep. you know they they know like you know and uh, like they know better than I know. You know, like mm. they know better than I know like who listened to clearly cornfield wanted to and, and at what speed they listen to and at what part they listen to again so it's like they know what's what interests people and it's like they, like i said they've been nothing but good to me and and maybe they, and maybe they, and they, yeah 
Fly on the Cornfield books have been uh, on sale and like featured a lot more because they're trying to get your name up there. <laughs> I wonder. I've I've talked to the editor about that where I'm like, hey, like, and they're 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 100 like you know the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. Yes. Kind of thing. And I I think they're just like it's happy accident. But I was like, I want to be in bed with these people because you know like they, like they they control the the means of uh, distribution here. So like I don't think it is that. I don't think it's that. I think it's just one of those things where it's like they see this works and they're like, oh, yeah, wanted to work with me and 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 just been. I know. I understand. I shop small too. I, yeah. I like, like we were saying, like when, when people want signed books for me, I send them to children's book world right here in Haverford PA. Yeah. Like I, like I, I, I support um, small um, businesses whenever possible. And I think shop small whenever possible, but I also don't think I'm, I'm not a, 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 a complete purist where I do think, um, you know, this, the, the editors working at this division yes. are like some of the best editors in the world and yeah. some of the best editors in the publishing business because uh, Amazon has the money to pay them because they, yep. and they pay them what they're worth. So it's like the, the things that they are producing, I almost said content. I don't like saying that, yeah, but the things that they are producing are good because yes. they because they have the, the, this, this, you know, the money makes the world go around. So it's like, uh, like you said, the, with the creature features, it's like they got, they got, you know, they basically put out like a, a mini anthology with original stories from some of the best horror writers working you know, for, uh, for, for free or for pennies, like, yes. Um, it's, so it's, it's, like, it's included in your Amazon Prime exactly. membership. So it's, it's like, they already got you. Like, so it's like, I don't know. I, I, I kind of love that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, it's like this, they, they could be the biggest company in the world. They could be not putting out good stuff. They could be not doing this. It's like, no, I'm, I'm glad they are <laughs> like in the end. Like yeah. I did, I think I also feel like comics, trade paperbacks, novels, things like that are a completely different animal on a, on a business like Amazon because of the fact that the money, obviously, they're making money off of it too. But in the end, someone else, like if you're buying a, 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 a you know, I don't know, pa plastic baggies, there's not yeah. a creative person in the back end of that trying to get some mom. It's just a bigger, another bigger corporation making more money off of something that you need to live. Uh, whereas something like a novel, for example, yeah. if you buy, if I buy it at the local bookstore, yes, they're gonna make some money off of it. But it still comes back to you and your publisher making the, like you know what I mean, like it's still, yeah. So yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna not buy it, buy it on Amazon. If that makes any sense, like if you're not, if you don't, yeah, 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 my point yeah. is like it's like don't don't not buy it because you're gonna have to buy it on Amazon or don't not listen to it because it's there. Like yeah. you still should do that if it's in the end wanting to get it or not. Like yeah. that's one of those things. Like try to shop local if you can. Obviously you can't with something like influencer. If it's an Audible original, you only can get it from Audible listen to it for a certain no reason period. yeah for a certain yes. period like i said so but i i am i'm i think people are going to be you know people are going to be really into it and really impressed yes. by it because it's it's something very new for me um because the you know the clown of the cornfield books for lack of a better word are fun i think there's a lot of serious stuff in them and i think there's a lot of serious topics that they bring up but there's never they never forget to um you know, not hopeful is not the right word, but there's, yeah. there's something about, there's, there is something about like the, the themes of the books is that like progress errors toward the just or the, you know, and then like, even though characters die, we care about like, it, it, there's a, there's, there's uh, what I'm saying is there's more of a moral compass in those books. Uh, in this book, it's something a little bit different for me. And I think something a little bit different for my readers and, and, and people who've, who've read my books before are going to be like, Oh, like this is Adam Caesar. Like there's going to be some stuff that you're like, Clearly it is me, but yeah. there's going to be some stuff where you're like, like I said, it's still the YA, but we're working more in that. Um, it's like, it was like Jack Ketchum YA almost yeah. like, it's like that, that, like this is, these are 
a little harder edged. Things are things are a little bit more dro- dire in this book, and it's a little bit more realistic and and, and squirmy in that way, um, which is not the typical kind of horror I write. Yeah. Um. And I and I like making myself uncomfortable, like we talked about with the sequels. Yeah. That idea of like if I can push my discomfort levels very high as a writer, it usually yields good things for readers. Um. So. Oh, that's awesome i'm so excited it's so pumped i'm i i'm always looking for new content if, if, if there's new content coming out from you yeah. before number three hits the shelves then i'm oh, also way excited yep. about this. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. i'm gonna be happy yeah. there's something to get me by i mean there was dead mall then there's this and so you know this this definitely influencer is gonna be fine it's gonna be on my like yeah. you know wish list to to, to want to have a steady drip yeah want to yes, have a steady exactly. drip. That's, that's the thing it's and it's so hard like you're saying like it's like so hard promoting stuff where you're like you write everything out of order and it's like, like I'm pretty sure I'm going to have another book come out between influencer and clown three. And it's like, I'm, but I don't even know. Like, I don't even know from that point. Like it's been done. It's been done since both of them were done. So there's a book that was written before finished, handed in paid for. I was like, like the check cleared like before both of these. And now I'm on podcast talking about them. And I'm like, well, I can't even talk about the thing that like has been done for, has been done for, months and months and months it's been done since before my daughter was born it's like it's like this book is older than her like <laughs> and it's not even I mean, out yet yeah, or yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly and also i just thought about november 2nd when this episode drops is the it's only a couple of weeks away from thanksgiving for people so like you need something when you're traveling to visit your family you gotta be in your car you might as well throw yeah. this on Ruin you know, thanksgiving make sure... dinner just put this on just, 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 just make your mom <laughs> listen to this oh you're gonna put it's some music on no no i got a new yeah. i got a new adam season yeah, novel yeah. 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 don't worry yeah. don't worry about it it's his most depraved yet enjoy yeah yeah enjoy well, how's that turkey <laughs> like um no but so so you did dead mall too i mean are you gonna do more comics it's like i know you did dead mall you did more more from power Rangers more power and just other stuff but like is that so busy i hope so i hope so that's the thing i have nothing i i can say without a hint of like oh being coy like i haven't yes i haven't had any like i haven't had any discussions with people i haven't set dates i will tell you that we i i want to do a dead mall too i want to do a a sequel to it that's kind of a spinoff kind of a sequel like it'll serve both purposes um i know dave's interested in doing it um we just it's one of those things where I'm like traveling so much and I'm here, there, everywhere. Yeah. The ball's a little bit in my court where I, I have to talk to Dark Horse. And, Cause I know I've even talked to Dark Horse about it and they're, they're, they're open. The editor over there is open to it too. So it's just like, I, I want it to happen, but I also don't want it to suffer because I um, made deadlines for myself that I, I can't meet or I'm rushing to. So I want it. Um, it'll happen, I think. And, and as far as like stuff like Power Rangers and stuff like that, I love doing that. And that came together so quickly. Like I, the license stuff is, is quick it's just like a an editor reaching mm-hmm. out and being like do you want to do this and then you're doing it because they're because they have such tight deadlines on that stuff it's like okay yeah i'm i, I guess i'm i'm making the power rangers fight the walking dead at this point like i, I have to you know like I'm, I'm going for it so like that kind of stuff i feel like could happen quick they just they got my number hey i know yeah. i know comics professionals listen to this yeah. uh, podcast I, I would love to do Come more on. stuff. Do some yeah, more stuff. No, yeah. I, no, it's funny. Yeah. Selfishly, with I love it, love for your writing. I love for your comics. I, you know, a, a clown in the cornfield, trade paperback graphic novel adaptation would be would be up. For, I would love for that. Me too. I would love that. I, I think but, there's there, there's movement on the movie, so I think that yes. might help. And my my goal was with the with clown comics is I don't want to do I don't want to do adaptations. I'd yes. rather do um I'd rather do like side stories because I have a, a yeah. bunch of there's a bunch of time jumps. Uh, yeah. put into the series yeah. so i wouldn't mind doing like a clown of the cornfield graphic novel that is that's telling a new story um mm-hmm. with the with the characters we already know um 
there's some there's some hurdles to that because especially because some characters the way they look aren't yes. isn't as fully defined so like the idea of like the idea of someone drawing like Cole and Rust and being like this is what yeah. they look like would it, like would kind of bother me a little bit especially if it's meant to be like a canon story because I'm like well like it means you have to pick a yeah. lane as to what they 100% look like we know they have like a certain color hair and stuff like that but I'm like oh do we have to like you know so like the, it, it, my well, mind me, goes to that like my obsessiveness it, goes to that like of like of like is it do I want to do that um and yeah. then there's I think of all other ways of like you could just do it with none of the main characters and just do a, a complete side story side that, story too, you know yeah. that and, and that's that's interesting to me too um so and no one's talked to me about that either. So I, I would love so, to. So <laughs> some things that like some of it might actually make the most sense to do it after the movie. If the movie comes in, hits theaters, then you already have like it may almost makes more sense to to design the characters after what the movie looks like because that's what's gonna get the most yeah, eyes yeah, too. Because yeah, yeah. think of like think about the Stranger Things comic book is not a Stranger Things comic book that are based off of just anybody. It's based off the TV show, and so yeah, the characters exactly. look like yeah. the TV show. Or even the new Star Wars stuff, and even some of the new Iron Man stuff looks like. Robert Downey Jr. because the they fact do. that they're like yeah, we they, need to well, make sure that people know who it is and so on and so forth. Yeah. So yeah, Marvel's been doing that forever. They've since yeah. the Ultimates line. They've been, well, they've they, been doing they that. They cast people they in the comics, yeah, hoping exactly. they, 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 they movie. Yeah, they wanted to be movie people before they were movie people. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, see, you were in the comic book already, so like you might as well do that. You know, do that now. I remember but, being so confused as a kid, like as like a I was like eleven or twelve when yeah. when the Ultimates started, and I was like, yeah. why is it Samuel Jackson? Like I just didn't yes. under, like I kind of like it was like. Are they making a movie? Is it going to be Samuel Jack? I just remember being so like kind of not. Now they're bringing the Ultimate Universe they... back too. Jesus. Yeah, great. Which is which is cool actually. I, I I like that they did it. I just remember being yes, like you know, I'm detail oriented. I'm obsessive in this way where I'm like flummoxed by an imaginary clown of the cornfield comic. Yeah. Like I'm, I was the same way as a as a as a young comics reader, being like, well, wait a second, this has to match up with you know. <laughs> Exactly. Like, yeah. Sam Jackson in the movie because they already drew him. So <laughs> you might as well announce me that you're you're lying if you don't. Yeah. But uh yeah, so like obviously Con of the Cornfield's been super successful. You won Bram Stoker Award uh, uh for the series, which is awesome. And I'll like way later belated congratulations on that because that's a big thank you. In the horror genre, if anybody doesn't yeah. know, that's a big that's a really big thing in the in the book genre in general. It was a tremendous genre. Uh, here I'll 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 show you. It looks um yeah. it's a tremendous honor. I'll show yeah. you my uh yeah. my award. It looks awesome. It's just so cool. If people haven't seen one, it's a little haunted house. Oh, that's amazing! Like, it's like sculpted. It's got all this cool like stuff on it, like these like vines yeah. and a giant centipede like coming out the back. Yeah. And then you open the door, and it's engraved because this is this is my Bram Stoker. So it says, you know, security. Oh, it's a little pocket inside yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the little door opens. And it's got my. That's amazing. There. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's cool. So cool. I'm, I'm, I'm. Like I said, though, like it's one of those things that a lot of people like. If you're not fully in, uh, to to. If you just occasional reader here and there, or occasional, you don't really some of the stuff you're like, oh, I know who Bram Stoker is, but like, I I don't like whatever. I actually, oh, he's up there. I have uh, at Bam Books a Million. I bought it for three dollars. They had a Bam a Bram Stoker um, uh, pop vinyl. It was three dollars oh, on nice, sale. I was nice. like, I gotta get this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, it's a it's a thing. It's like the same thing when I tell someone about an Eisner. They're like, what the hell is an Eisner? I'm like, well, if you're if you're really into comics, you understand that an Eisner is like you know your Academy Awards, your your big your Oscars the big awards for your things and in horror it's you know bram stoker is the stoker is, and the shirley jackson and stuff yeah, like that exactly. it's, it was a, you know it was a, it's it was an honor and a really cool thing um yeah i i don't know in that that and the the clive barker blurb were really yes clive barker blurb yeah. was really like the the you know we got i think birth of my child you know mar getting married and then like um 
yeah then that because those are like that was the really really big thing it's uh it's right on the cover yeah, it's on the cover too and you also got paul tremblay though that's like that's a, that's another one that i like my wife's oh, a huge the cabin of the woods uh uh camera at the end of the world i mean uh fan she loved that book and, and uh so that's to, to me I, I got me, yeah he lent me an air of um classiness i think the fact yeah. that paul was able to speak to it and, and endorse it because it's like so, it is a book called clown of the cornfield and i am a very silly man uh yes. but like you know he's very serious he's also yes. he takes he takes his heart very seriously um, that's awesome so, but yeah, yeah so it's, it's so it's exciting to see the success that the book series has gotten and then dead mall i loved dead mall first of all we've talked about it before but david's artwork is absolutely phenomenal it's, it's incredible yeah. uh and uh so that's that's also amazing about uh, about that and justin birch obviously with his letters is just letters uh, great book uh people should read that as well uh get that out there you can get that anywhere books are sold as well as your local comic book shop and you can buy it, you can get it digitally all that stuff too it's it's awesome with that um but yeah your books clown the cornfield clown the cornfield two friend of lives are available on amazon kindles they're available on audible they're available on amazon.com your local bookstores everything yep everywhere yep. you can get them and if you're if you go to your local bookstore and they don't have one on their shelf just tell them clerk yeah ask they them. can get them <laughs> this is ask not them. like one of those things this happens a lot because i'm a ya author and people yeah. don't know people think that it's an adult horror novel and they go in and they look in the horror section and they're like but it's not yeah. here yeah. when it was like you know it's it's around the corner and like it, it's they're they're standing they're standing near it they just they just gotta ask yeah and um, it may be sold out it's it's possible yeah. someone bought the last yeah. copy they just haven't got one in yet but just talk to the person at the counter because even if they're like oh we actually didn't even know that we don't carry many, yeah. much young ya yeah. horror they it can helps get me it. out no, it you know they can out. order it from the from the store from the uh, from the distributor. It's 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 possible to get. Um, yeah. but like so, as we finish this ep episode, uh, obviously we both know I have somewhere to go. But the um, what I want, I'm gonna, I'm gonna email you about something else afterwards. But what are you? What's what's the horror book or horror movie that's like a must do every Halloween season that you must put on your list uh, for, for reading or what's one that you look forward to the most, or you've watched the most or something like that. Just for those people who, who want like a little input. I, it's them. funny. Cause I now I have a little daughter and, and she yes. like, she does uh, books at bedtime and it's, it's funny cause it's come back into my life. Cause I had, um, I had very little, I had very little, obviously before having a child, I had a very little yeah. like picture books on my shelf, very yes. little children's books, but I have um, the Taylor Poe. Um, if you if you've never heard it it's like a folk tale it's like an appalachian folk tale but there's a a very specific um uh, uh um picture book edition of it that like i remember as a kid a librarian reading to me and just terrifying me <laughs> um but it's 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 awesome if you if you get the pic picture book version of the taily poe I'm, I'm completely blanking on uh the uh, author and illustrator because it's like an oh. as told by um uh paul Gla galdon galdon yes and it's it's, it's kind of got an orange Tint to the yes, uh, yeah, border around it. it. Yep. And, and the, who, uh, who the, illustrated? So the author is Paul, and his it looks like maybe his wife Joanna. Okay, yeah, the author as well. A, and then a, Paul yeah. actually, Paul Galdon, I think it's Galdon, um, or Galdon did the illustration. So it's the yeah. the couple of them it's, from nineteen eighty. It's um, it's it's awesome. It's a it, I I love that, and it's like the perfect thing to read your kids because it's like mm -hmm. scary as hell, but it's also like not that scary. Um. It, so, like so i've been reading her that because she like she's she's 18 months so she just grabs stuff yes. off the shelf and she yeah. likes hearing me just read stuff so like every once in a while we'll toss in the tally po now and i'm like i'm like this is good this is getting me in the halloween mood um as far as movies um oh have you watched anything more recently that like this year like when you're watching your horror movies to get ready for the season or anything like that you've actually been like you know <sighs> did you see totally killer yet 
I haven't watched it yet. I I, I um, love I love Mad Men. I'm a huge Mad Men fan, so okay. I'll, I'll watch anything with her in it. Um, a uh, little Sally Draper, yeah. Kieran, Kieran Um, how was it? Did you watch it? Yet? Uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was it was like right. it, it was stu- It was just good. It was entertaining. I would doubt that much. Right. And it was like yeah. if you're into those kind of things, I, it's got a Back to the Future twist in it, like meaning that like it's got that time travel stuff in it. It's something you don't normally see in some sort of slasher horror movie is the time travel, uh, which is pretty cool. But you know, it was it was a fun. It was a fun one. It's, sure. it's definitely on the list for this year. Yeah. I have been watching a lot of older stuff. And I and as far as Halloween, like there's certain movies like um Ernest Scared Stupid. I watched yeah. I used to watch religiously as a kid. And I and I still every once in a while, especially when my wife and I like uh carve pumpkins and we usually mm-hmm. have like a little bit of a friendly competition as to who carves the best pumpkin. <laughs> so we and it also takes hours to carve pumpkins. Yes. So we we like we just put on I'll put on stuff yeah. like that. Stuff I've seen a million times. Like I'll put on stuff. Uh, Trick or Treat has kind of entered the rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'll put that on. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I, it's funny because it, I don't, throughout the rest of the year, I don't do a lot of rewatching because I'm yes. so, I'm so I, big into like, I, you know, I'm yeah. going to die and I'm going to not have seen half the movies that exist, you know, like, so I'm like so big at chipping away. But Halloween's the one time of year that I give myself a little bit of a like, oh, it's just. Yeah, so it's this season. It's like Halloween, you know? like this exactly. month. I got a couple of movies that we watch every year. And then there's like the Christmas time. It's like, we watched a couple of movies that are like, exactly. I am still on the same board. I was just talking to uh, Joseph Schmalky about this, which is the idea that I'm so into like, I haven't seen that horror movie yet. Why exactly. wouldn't I watch yeah. that horror movie? I just watched that one instead of watching Halloween over again. I'll watch, you know, whatever. I watched yeah. the sadist the other day that Jeremy Dauber, uh, who's an author of American comics told me to watch, which is from like 1960. 19- Oh, the the same. Like I was, I thought yeah. it was like I thought you were talking about new. You like the, yeah. the gas station one, the guy yes. like the, the gun. The, oh, that movie, that movie rules. That's such a yes. good movie. <laughs> and I was like, I'd never seen it before, and he's talking on the podcast about it. And I was like, I guess I'm watching this one tonight. And I watched I it. I was like, movie. it's so good. It's just so I don't know. It's just something about it's it. So I, dark I think, for that yes. for that time oh, period. God. It's not. It's not what you're not what you're expecting at all. It's like a really no. harrowing movie. Yes. Really, like I, I love that movie. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I just think it's a fun thing. And I also think that as a horror fan like yourself and someone who writes horror books and slasher books and things like that, like you you live this all year long. So this month of Halloween exactly, time yeah. is like, it's like whatever. It's it's fun to do it, celebrate with other people and talk about it with other people. But like in the same sense, if a new slasher movie comes out in July, it's not like you're waiting to watch yeah, it. Yeah, you're going to watch it. first day anyway, you know. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. it's that, the, so. It is, but, it's a little bit of like, of like it's, it's, it's the time of year where it's like, I'm I'm more busy because of this like professional yes. stuff, but it's also like, it's it, it doesn't change it doesn't change what I'm watching that much because yes. it's like I'm always watching horror movies, so yeah. But yeah, so it's it's a fun time of year, and that's why we did this horror week because I think it's like cool to do it around Halloween because of that. But like I was also thinking the next year in the future, it almost makes more sense to do it like the beginning of October, so people have the rest of October to use recommendations or things to do this. But again, November's not a bad time to read horror. November's books the time like to that. do it anyway. November's the time to do it anyway. Try it. Try extending Halloween this year. If you're yes. if you're just if you're not a huge horror fan, you should try you should try living the horror fan life and just doing it all year round. <laughs> And and like we said before, if you're trying to read something like you want something a little bit not like say lighthearted because it's definitely not lighthearted, but it's something a little bit more, uh, you know, a, a wider range of people will like it. It's something like *Con of the Cornfields* would be a great option for you. If you're into comic books, *Dead Mall* is a perfect option for that sense too. And then again, if you want something more, more rough, not rough, but more <laughs> harder edge, we'll say, yeah, edge. influencers for you, yeah, yeah, yeah. influencers not for to you scare everyone that. off. But again, it's one of those things. If you are an at all sensitive yeah. reader, I yes. would, I, I don't. I don't do that for any of my books. I want yeah. everyone to buy my books and, and yeah. read all my books. This is the one where I'm like, 
you should well, at least read try. Here's about, the deal. You should read up about what it's about before you before you check it out because it's like just proceed with caution because I don't want to. I don't want to. Again, it's it's meant for a teen audience, so I don't want to traumatize anyone. <laughs> um, but I, that's, I, uh, that's yeah. awesome. But, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm so pumped about that, that it's coming out. And like I said, it's one of those weird things. It's like so. There's so much such a love hate yeah. relationship with Amazon now with people. But the thing about it is, it's like in a sense that you're doing an audible original book of your novel is like, like you made it, if that makes any sense. Like it's like one of those things that like a corporation that's that big is putting money and effort into an Adam Caesar. It was, yeah, it was a different kind of, it was a different kind of approach and it was, it was, it was very, you know, I was very fortunate that they, that they wanted to do the book. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I think they did it in an an amazing time because I've gotten to listen. That's the thing. I've gotten to listen to the final files, but they didn't give me like codes yet or anything. So you'll, you'll hopefully even before this airs, I'll, I'll have, gotten you some kind of early copy and you'll get to listen to it so and then obviously keep me on the short list for for number three of clown in the cornfield because we will oh, do of course, a, of course we'll do a bunch of marketing on that too and stuff like that maybe we'll get you up yeah. here we'll book tour come to maine Stevie hey, king's uh, hometown th- hey let's do it actually yeah we'll talk yeah. we'll talk yeah. off yeah. mike but let's let's yeah. really do it because I I, yeah. I I would love to um yeah That'd i would love awesome. to maine, maine. So yeah. sweet um but yeah thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and your day to do this enjoy the rest of, of your week and, and have fun at hershey thank park because that's, that's a fun place too but, you know, i find out colorado as well uh and hopefully we'll also be able to come back on and talk about the movie too at some point that'd be amazing too so now that the writers fingers are back crossed, in the rooms man. too yeah fingers things crossed. are starting to flow yeah. in hollywood again so let's get yeah, this going spice is flowing yeah yes yeah, exactly fingers, but... fingers crossed man <laughs> and you're uh you're just at you have adamcaesar.com right Yep, I have adamcaesar.com. I got all the all the socials. Um, yep. Go follow me on them. I'm, I make silly faces on TikTok. Um, so, yep. And you uh, open a was... bunch of mail on on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. that, that, that it's <laughs> like, I'm like, this is good. Uh, that's what I tell my wife. I'm like, it's not, I don't have any kind of physical media addiction or shopping addiction. This is, this is for us, baby. This is so I can open mail online <laughs> this is marketing this is marketing out of caesar books so. yeah <laughs> but i appreciate you taking time we, we love it we'll, we'll, we'll I highly recommend it. again one of the benefits i do about doing this podcast and so on and so forth is i get to talk to who i want to talk to uh you know adam's i appreciate it publisher so much. didn't come to me and say you should do this you should talk to me no they definitely so didn't so uh <laughs> it's the fact that i choose to say that i want to talk to adam on this because i do actually endorse and love and read and actually care about these books so i will say wholeheartedly so i recommend much. this not that we're right not that it, not that yeah. i am the, the end all be all what you should read you are read, though in this in this in this in this instance you are though yes so 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 go out and read it but yeah thank you so much adam thank you thank you